Welcome to Paul Mort Talk Shit. Curious fellow, but I like him. Paul Mort Talk Shit. Paul Mort Talk Shit. Paul Mort Talk Shit. He's a shady character. What's his name? Hey, what's up? Welcome to the latest episode of Paul Mort Talk Shit. And man, I am absolutely psyched. I turned American for a second there. I'm absolutely psyched to bring in this episode of Paul Mort Talk Shit because it's with none other than the heavyweight champion of the world, Mr. Tyson Fury. And man, I feel honored, I feel blessed, and I feel humbled that Tyson gave up his time to come and talk to me because he's actually only done maybe two or three podcasts before this. Um, so again, I feel honored that he came to share his story with me, to share his insights with me. We got obviously to shoot the shit and talk about things that will inspire people and give people an insight into what it's like to be a guy that suffers with anxiety, panic attacks, depression, suicide, bipolar disorder. Um, and this, honestly, this episode is incredible. So I'm psyched to, to have you listen to it. Um, and don't forget to get things like show notes, free stuff, updates, etc. Make sure you head on over to polmo.uk where you'll also be able to subscribe to my world famous daily emails, find out more about my books, my upcoming news, etc, etc. So, Mr. Tyson Fury, welcome to Paul Mort Talks Shit. What a name for a podcast, eh? What a name for a podcast. <laughs> and listen, it's, I'm really happy to be on this podcast this morning with somebody who's bubbly personality and a character like myself. So where do we fucking start? Dude, let's start with, let's, let's get right into it. How's, what I want to know is how's lockdown been for you? Lockdown was absolutely amazing, to be fair. Right, you've got to take positive from every negative. Now, imagine you're in my shoes, right? You've just become a two-time heavyweight champion of the world. You've just absolutely fucking smashed Deontay Wilder. Yeah. And you're feeling Stop. like a gym. <laughs> yeah. Come on! You're feeling like a boss. Yeah. Uh, are we in a church here? And I'm sorry. <laughs> we are actually in a church. <laughs> the church is up there. Hi, we are. God forgive me for what I've just said. <laughs> in a church, in God's house. It's a bit of a place to have a recording studio. It is, isn't it? In the bottom of a church. It, it? is. You've got more cases like me, effing and blinding. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've just beat up Deontay Wilder for yeah. a better way upon it. Yeah. Uh, come back, um, within a week, the world ended. And I thought, you know what? Were you at home when the world ended? Yeah, I was at home. Yeah. Yeah, I, got, I flew back from Vegas on Monday. I bought box Saturday, flew back Monday. Come back. Um, so it was almost a little bit of a blessing for me because... I'd absolutely been bombarded with press, yes. media things to do and yes. all that sort of stuff. And I wouldn't have wanted to do it because yeah. I wanted, after 12 weeks in a training camp, you want to come home, relax, get your energy back, recover yeah. from your cuts and bruises. Eat. Eat. And just Yeah, eat and just get back to normal, be a normal person, yeah. be the dad that I've missed out three months on, mm-hmm. husband, father. Were you away for that training camp? When I was away for that training camp, yeah. So I come back and it was all stopped and I was like, right, I'm going to get my head on here because I can keep fit, I can do everything that I want to do yeah. and not be bothered and my to do a million things. So it was like, is this actually happening? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I didn't think it would get the way it got. Yeah. I was like, well, they're going to shut down, I'm going to do this, well, how's it going to be? Yeah. No experience on the matter like everybody yeah. else. Yeah. Um, so I thought, right, I'm going to have a running machine dropped off to the house. So I, f- I phoned my man up, Spence, and he, he dropped some weights and a running machine off, right? Yeah. Um, so I had all my training gear in my front room. Paris was going nuts. Um, but then after about a week of training I said right we're going to do something positive here Paris we're going to do a morning workout for the entire duration of the lockdown period yeah I've seen those Uh, we've done it six days a week yeah for 12 weeks yeah me and her going at it arguing like cat and the kids were coming in and that right kids were coming in telling me to F off and all sorts (laughs) yeah it was absolutely ridiculous but it was real life and people liked and they were relying on it every morning and yeah. tuning in and working out yeah. it was giving me something to get up for in the morning and yeah. me keeping me positive yeah also i was influencing others and yeah. keeping them positive so yeah. it was really good win-win situation for everybody yeah. yeah um i got a good 12 weeks of training in flat out training five times a day oh, really training like a lunatic yeah and about a week off i went straight into training at home i was doing getting up i was doing an hour minimum circuit in the morning with yeah. paris then i go for a three mile run and then in the afternoon, I do weights yeah. for about 45, 50 minutes. Yeah. And then straight after that, I go for another three-mile run. 
Then at night time, I was bike riding 20 miles, me and her. Shit, dude, I love that. So it was absolutely ridiculous. And would you say, I mean, obviously I've read your book and that, would you say that that training is the shit that keeps your shit straight? 100 million percent. The yeah. training for me is not, I don't train to have muscles or a great body because yeah. I'm never going to have that, yeah. <laughs> let's face it. But I train to keep my mind mentally and physically and emotionally fit. Yeah. And the training, the lockdown brought me and Paris like so close together because we were training together, bike riding together, doing yeah. everything together. Yeah. And it was really good. It was a good time. Yeah. Drove me nuts with the kids being off school. Oh, dude. Absolutely. I've gone stir crazy. Have you? Have you been I'm, homeschooling them or anything like that? Or Yeah, they were doing the schooling thing online, weren't they? All yeah. the kids and that. My yeah. kids did it for two weeks and it ended up in a fight every day. So I just let them. Yeah. What I ended up doing was just letting them learn about what they wanted to learn about. Yeah, well, my two bigger kids. Yeah. A ten-year-old and an eight-year-old. They yeah. were doing the online school and yeah. they were doing it well. Yeah, Paris was doing it with them on the little ones. They're only like one, two, and three. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's just started nursery this yeah. year. Yeah. Um, Are the older ones YouTubing yet? Are they into the YouTuber? Oh, they're into all. Is it talking YouTubing all the stuff? Is it, they have they got you on Fortnite yet? Oh, they're not on that. They're not on that. Oh, they're not. No, they're that's just... that's when the, that's when the, uh, that's the fun part. Dad, play Fortnite. Dad, come and play no. Fortnite. Dad, come me, and play Fortnite. I've, I've got me, but me, and me boy, me oldest boy is eight. We just play this this game. It's called. Um, it's like a crossover of Street Fighter. It's got all the old Street Fighter characters right, in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the Camcon and Oh, Namco. Capcom. Capcom. Capcom, I've seen it. Uh, Capcom Universe or something. Something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. yeah. And yeah. you can fight all the old, old Tekken fighters and stuff against oh, each other. It. Dude, now we're talking about games. That. I love that you're in that new fucking USC game. Yeah. Dude, that is so cool. It's cool. It's yeah, cool very fucking that, cool. And what, um, have you ever thought about that? UFC? Yeah. Yeah, a million times. Have you? I, I've offered to do a fight with them. Have you? Yeah, many times. I've, I've I spoke to Dana quite regular. Really? Actually, we used to be like at each other's throats. I'd be calling a bald-headed twat and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. giving me the same. Yeah. And um, he's really, really sound, cool guy. Yeah. Um, got to know him over the last year or two. Yeah, and a uh, really nice fellow. Yeah, smart guy as well. Smart guy made yeah. a lot of money, done very well yeah. for himself. I think he might be a bit of a savage himself, actually. I've Down to earth. Killer. I've heard Down he's a killer on the mats as well. I don't know. Yeah, I, th I think he, I think he's a black belt, isn't he? Is he yeah, a black belt? I think, I think he might be a black belt in jujitsu. Well, he's not a guy to tangle up no. with, is he? <laughs> he's not. No. But uh, yeah, he, uh, I spoke to him on the phone. He said, "Would you be interested in doing this? Going on the game, UFC game?" Yeah. I said, yeah, would be interested, yada, yada, yada. The next thing I know it, I'm all on the game. Dude, that's crazy. So it sent me the programme, the video thing to watch it and that. Yeah, and the kid, would you let the kids on that? Yeah, the kids are going to go on it. You know, would are. you let your kids box? Yeah, if they want to. Would you? I think it's inevitable, really, isn't it? Like yeah, Tyson Fury's yeah. kids yeah. are going to want to box, yeah. the boys. I want to ask you that, because a friend of mine, can, do you remember a boxer called Tony Jeffries, Jaffa? Yeah. He, I was talking to him about it, and he, well, he's got three girls, and he was like, he wouldn't let his... He wouldn't let his well, kids box. I was training my daughter, Venezuela, oh, from being like four years old to yeah. like nine, yeah? yeah. And she was really good. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she got to nine, ten years old and yeah. she doesn't want to be a boxer anymore. Yeah. She wants to be a dancer and a gymnast and everything else that goes with it. Uh, my daughter's the same. She started jujitsu, now she wants to be a YouTuber. Oh, there you go, yeah. Or a policewoman two days a week. That's a thing. Dad, I want to be a YouTuber, but I'd like to be a policewoman two days a week. Well, that's the thing today, isn't it? Everyone wants to be a YouTuber, don't they? It's insane. It's like money for free, isn't it? It is. Money for all rope, really. It is. Videoing it is yourself doing daft things. <laughs> that's exactly... Dude, that's exactly... It's a dream right. job, isn't it? It is. I'm going to go slide down a mud valley, video it, and I'm going to get a million views. Well, there you got people on, like... We, we were, we've got a couple of lads from Jolly Shore coming into our fighters, and some of them just get paid for getting pissed. That's, good, a, they're, that's they're, a good job, isn't it? Like they're getting paid for going out, getting pissed and shagging. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's crazy. All right, dude, let's get down to... Um, they haven't got any jobs filming, have they? Going, <laughs> dude, I put a word in. I put a word in. I might have changed your accent. Yeah. Could call it Morecambe Shaw. Yeah, could, could do, call yeah. it something like that. You call, call it Morecambe Bay. Yeah, Morecambe Bay would be really cool. All right, dude. So let's um, let's get down to the stuff that I really want to impact people with, which is this mental health story, this mindset story. Because yeah. so many fucking guys, and I deal with, we deal with thousands of them every week who are struggling. Um, why do you think that is? Why do you think people just struggle so, especially guys, because we work with guys and we mainly guys listening. Yeah, mainly, mainly guys, um, they struggle, I think, from, well, any age really, but the average age for the mental health problems, more deaths caused by mental health problems from 18 to 35 than any other cancer or anything. Yeah. Um, so I think mainly guys, because 
we all think it's a cliche thing. Oh, if you if you talk about your problems like mentally, you're a weak person, yeah. or people's going to think you're a weakling or a wimp or something, yeah. or you're soft as shit or whatever. Yeah. But you know, I was of that person. I was of that opinion as well. Even worse for you, though. Even worse for me. I was heavyweight champion of the world. Not if it just growing up. I come from a, a rough family who were fighters and boxers and all that. Yeah. Um, and it was like, oh. You never show any weakness. Yeah. Never, 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 never. Yeah. So for when I opened up about it in 2016, that was like the biggest hurdle for me that I could ever come across. Because to my family, I was like a superhero, like oh, yes. Tyson. He never, yeah. never goes wrong with him. Yeah. Never gets a cold. Never gets injured. Yeah. If he does, he just battles on through it. He's people kind of people kind of yeah. come to you for when they have problems. Yeah, when they're having problems. Yeah. And, I, I I bottled it up for a long, long time. All my life, I'd suffered with anxiety and depression, mm-hmm. um, but it, it was getting real, real bad, and mm-hmm. I couldn't bottle it up anymore. And I exploded and had a mental breakdown. Yeah, ended up in the hospital. Um, yeah. Just absolutely, I thought I was going to end up in a padded room. Yeah, me and too. That's gospel truth. Yeah, me too. Um, the only place I ever thought I would be is never mind boxing again. I was twenty eight stone. My life was over. And I was very, very, very mentally unwell. Yeah. I was thinking, I'm going to go end up in a padded room. I'm going to end up in a padded room. Yeah. Because I, I definitely thought I'd lost it, lost yeah. control, I'd lost the mind, gone. Yeah, and especially, and this happened for me because I was I was diagnosed bipolar and I thought I was going to be on those meds, like, forever. Yeah, well, forever. I'm uh, bipolar disorder, they call yeah. it now, don't That's they? Manic me, yeah. depressive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, superpower, by the way. Yeah. I think it's a superpower. Well, it's uh, I had a, an anxiety attack, a severe one, and I'm yeah. telling you, I wouldn't wish it. I mean, what a no, nightmare. Nah. nah. Dude, what's the worst one you've had? I've only ever had one proper anxiety attack, yeah? Mm-hmm. I thought I was having a heart attack. I thought I was having a stroke. Yeah. I lost my vision. Yeah. I was preparing to die, hit the floor and drop and dead. Really? And I was 100% I was going to die. It was imminent death. Yeah. That was the fear factor. Yeah. Dude, I tried to get off a plane. And I'm, at that moment in time, all I could think of was my kids... Growing up with no dad, and how stupid I've been over the last few years. Mm-hmm. And here I was, I was begging God for forgiveness before I was just gonna yeah. go bomb. Yeah, but like, I'm thinking, I'm not dying here, what's going on? Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. in the floor, yeah. and I'm definitely having a heart attack. Yeah, rushed to the hospital. Yeah. A&E. I said, Right, test me. I said, There must be drugs in my system. Yeah, I said, Someone's drugged me, or I said, Something's happened to me. I've had a heart yeah. attack or a stroke. Yeah, they said, Calm down, put me on machines and that. Nothing in your system, you've not had a heart attack. But you, you, if you don't calm down, you're going attack. to. Yeah. He said, you've had a, an anxiety panic attack, yeah. like an anxiety attack with a paranoia attack too. Because yeah. I kept thinking that people were going to come kill me and yeah. drug me and all the yeah. things. I've watched all these million um, things on the TV and yeah. that, yeah? yeah? You put them all into play in your own mind, yeah. how it's all going to go down. Yeah. I was accusing my wife of setting me up to get murdered. Yeah. And, oh. Dude, and isn't it insane how that can just come about? But yet, when you're about to step on stage in a ring with, like, at the time, the baddest man on the fucking planet, yeah, and you're not, there's no nerves. No, there's no nerves. Isn't that insane? But it got to that point, and it all exploded. Yeah. And I thought to myself, I need help. Yeah. I can't do it on my own. I've yeah. never had any help all my life. I never never once saw a doctor about it, nothing, yeah. Yeah. ever. Yeah. I just thought I would just have it, like, mood swings or be up and down. Yeah. That's what it was. I thought, yeah. like, that's life. Yeah. When I went to see the doctor, they they said, oh, take these pills. Give me, like, these bag of pills. And at first I was like, I'm not taking no pills. Mm-hmm. My granddad was addicted to all them mental health pills mm-hmm. all his life. Mm-hmm. Took them till the day he died. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought, I'm not taking no pills. So I went on holiday. I thought it was all right, yeah. yeah. After a couple of weeks, stayed at home, tried to regroup. Yeah. I thought, all right, I've got to get away. Yeah. Let's go. We went away somewhere, south of France or something, yeah? yeah. Booked a nice hotel, me and Paris and the kids. Yeah. I got to the hotel and I thought, oh my God. It was happening again. Come, yes. Yeah. And it was like, oh, I was up all night pacing back and forth, looking through the curtains and yeah. all sorts, yeah. yeah? I thought, when they come in this room in a minute, I'm going to grab that glass, I'm going to stab him in the throat with it. Yeah. I thought, I thought like someone was going to attack me. Like yeah. I never felt safe. Yeah. Wherever I was. Yeah. And um, were, were, were those, would you say, were the main catalysts to start a. I've got to fucking handle this. Oh. What was the first thing that you did after so the doctors? After that, yeah, I stayed up for three days in a row. Like, I was like, I couldn't go to sleep. I'd be on the pillow and my mind wouldn't switch off. Yeah, just kept I was begging for sleep and I remember Paris sent the pills in a bag. Yeah. I said, give me those pills right now. <laughs> <laughs> Put me to sleep. She, she gave me two free pills, whatever they was, yeah. whatever they said. I yeah. just went, boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woke up the next day, so happy. Like, I'd been to sleep for the first time in three days. I love it. 
And I was like, I said, I can't do this. Every day was like a year. Yeah. I booked for like 10 days. I said, we've got to go home three days. I said, I've got to go back home. I don't feel safe here. I've got to yeah. go back home. Yeah. Left, flew yeah. back home, lost everything. Hotels, flights, lot. flew back. Yeah. And then I thought, right, this is it. I've got to go and see this doctor properly now. Mm. And I went and started seeing this um, psychiatrist. Mm. I don't even think they call them over that over here, do they? Oh, it's like psychiatrists, psychologists, psychotherapists. Yeah, whatever. All of those, yeah. Uh, so I went and seen this guy and I thought, this is not going to be for me, this. Yeah. Because this guy's going to go and tell all his pals down the pub later mm. what, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, what I'm yeah, telling yeah. him, yeah. all my problems, and I'm going to get ripped to pieces. Yes. That's going to be my done. Yes. So I thought, I'm not telling him anything. Yeah. I'm just going to go there and listen to what he says. Yeah. When I got there, I needed to speak to the fella, and he yeah. was talking to me, telling me all these things, what was going on, and mm. why I was feeling like this. He showed me a graph of how I was up and down all the time, how a normal person's just like that, yeah. and how my life was like that. Yeah, yeah. And Tyson, how much do you think, my wife wanted me to ask you this question, because obviously our wives have to deal with a lot of shit. Yeah. Right? And when my first meltdown happened, when I'd sold the business, I moved to Marbella, four-bedroom villa, private pool, but I was fucking miserable. And she's of the opinion that when we get these, these are highs, right? So it's for you, be beating Klitschko was a huge high, yeah. and it's followed by a huge low. Do you, think, do you think that having those highs, because there's got to be some anxiety in the camp and that, do you think that causes part of the, with every high, what goes up must come down? With every high, there's a massive low. Yeah. That's a guaranteed fact. Yeah. The higher the high, the lower the low. Yes. Um, but now I've sort of learned to, to manage and maintain yeah. the lows. Yeah. So I could, how are you doing that? Well, after every massive high, obviously the Wilder winning all these fights and stuff, then it takes me about a week to get back to normal. Yeah. Um, and what normal consists of, as soon as I get back into routine straight away. Yes. Like I, I'm not one of these people who's going to go and go to LA or wherever for a month and all this, like chill out after the fights. I've got to come back straight off that plane, straight to training, yeah. straight to doing my tip runs and yeah. looking after the kids, school runs and yeah. all that. Yeah. That keeps me sane. And as long as I yeah, do that... I love that, that you're doing tip runs, by the way. Yeah, I've got to. Love, Ooh, love she's not going to do it. <laughs> Dude, I love that. I've got to go to that tip three times a week. Yeah. With, with, I bought a truck specially for it. Really? Truck, truck, even though you're not even allowed trucks. What are you throwing out, by the way? Just household rubbish. Oh, household rubbish. Just yeah, like yeah. bin bags of rubbish. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. I've only got two bins. Yeah. I pay three and a half grand a year council tax, yeah? 350 quid a month. Yeah. And they come every other week? And they come every yeah. once every month. Oh, really? Twice a month they come, yeah? Really? Twice a month. Yeah. So after three days, the two bins are full. Yeah. I said, I need 20 bins. Yes. They won't give you any more bins. So I've got this truck and I go back and forth to the tip local tip three mile away. Sick of seeing me. Dude, you have to you know what happens to us. If someone steals the bin, we've got to buy a new one. I'm like, I pay £350 a fucking month for a bin and you can't even give me a new one? They're it's insane, insane, isn't it? Quid, aren't they? Unbelievable. Like Unbelievable. I've got a, a big bin and a skinny one and they just they fill up in two seconds. Yeah. I've got five kids in the house and two adults and whoever yeah. comes around visiting. Yeah. So yeah. That's, a, that's a lot of junk. I'm thinking about lobbying that council tax. Yeah, and then they're complaining about the fucking recycling stuff. I can't do can't recycle. Can you See not? them boxings? Yes. Yeah. They fucking drive me nuts. <laughs> them little green bins. Yes. Are one for jars of shit. One yeah. for cardboard. I'll put stuff in it. My wife's like, you can't put that in there. It's, got food. it's had food in it. It's glass. I, don't, I can't do it. It all goes in a bin bag. Yeah. Everything. Tie it up yeah. on the back of the truck. With yeah. It. Within two it. or three days, it's full. He's got about 30 bags on the back now because I went to the tip this morning, yeah, and it was closed. Have you, is that what you've came in? Yeah, I've come Have in you given the truck? Yeah, I yeah. fucking love that, mate. I, I went it. to tip on the way, it was closed, yeah. I just come straight here. Fuck it, I love it. Actually, in our town now, you're only allowed to go to the tip on days if your car's got an even number in the registration. So you can only, if, you, if it's a Monday, you've got to have an even registration. If it's a Tuesday, you've got to have an odd number on your registration. It's fucking nuts. That'll drive you insane, eh? <laughs> drive you nuts. It would because I'm OCD as well. OCD as well. Yeah. Yeah. So all them odd numbers and even numbers and that. See them stupid cups on there driving yeah. me nuts. Oh, Are they really? Them, yeah. Are you a tidy upper? Yeah, I'm a tidy upper, yeah. 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 Was like, him in your bedroom, man? <laughs> that's a good thing. That's the only good thing about being married to me. Yeah. Is um, I'm ultra straight, clean. Really? That sort of thing. I'll have to edit this out in case my wife listens. She might want it to move <laughs> Or, listen, can you give it him? Is it catchable? <laughs> <laughs> Is it contagious? Yeah. Is it contagious? So, Tyson, what was the hardest part of getting your shit together? The hardest part of it all was getting my mind straight. 
Like, yeah. obviously, being 28 stone didn't help me. I was on the yeah. verge of having a heart attack. Yeah. But I'd lost a lot of weight before. Yeah. I'd lost, I lost six stone before I fought Vladimir Klitschko. Really? I lost six stone in eight weeks. Yeah. Absolutely slaughtered myself, and I went beat him up. Yeah. So, yeah, the losing the weight thing was never going to be a problem for me, ever. The biggest side of it all was getting my mind straight. Yeah. Because no matter, like, people listen to me and they think, well, how bad could it have been? Like... Trying to take your own life, not having no will to want to live anymore it's and breathe bottom, fresh it? air. Yeah. You can't go any lower than that. The yeah. only the only lower you can go in that is being lowered into a grave, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it is. So, yeah, I woke up every day and it was like, this is a shit day and it's a grey day and I don't want to live. Yeah. And I didn't want to live. And I had everything. I had money, fame, glory, mm-hmm. achievements, a family, a house, a home, loving parents, loving family, everything that a man could ever want. Yeah. GK had it. Yeah. But it never meant anything. I just wanted to die. Yeah. And the more I had and the more success I gained, mm-hmm. the more I wanted to die. Yeah. Which sounds strange. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. But this is the world I was living in. Well, it just goes to prove depression doesn't give a fuck how successful you are. doesn't matter. I get comments are. like this on my videos all the time. Oh, well, you were successful. You've got a wife. You've got kids. And I get this. I got one yesterday. Get a grip. And I'm like, dude, depression doesn't That's give a wor- fuck. Yeah, exactly. That's the worst thing that people can say to you is get a grip or pull yourself together or something stupid like that. Yeah. That's a very uneducated uh, answer. I mean, this is exact- I said to him, I said to the guy, this is the exact reason why men don't speak out because that's what they think they're going to get back. Well, that's exactly what they think. Yeah. But I'm here to say help is around the corner mm-hmm. because no matter how low it goes, it doesn't go any lower than I did. Like I said, the only lower you could get is dying. Yeah. Um, Help is out there, and it is round the corner. Only if you just ask, and, yeah. and you will receive. Yeah. And do you think talking's enough, or do you think there has to be more? Talking is one thing, but actions have to be. I agree, one hundred percent. Right, we could talk all day, and I could go out there and and go straight back to doing some shit that I didn't want to do. Yeah. So it's you've got to be taught and shown. See, my problem was as well. I was I wasn't just a depressive and all that. I was yeah. drinking and taking drugs as well. Yeah. And do you think which that made impact it twenty you? times worse? Yeah. yeah. Right. So I was on a really big spiral of shit. Yes. Um, couldn't get off it. Couldn't yeah. get off it. Because it was the only thing that made you feel better. Yeah, it. see, yeah. people say, oh, he was an alcoholic, he was drug addict and all yeah. that, right? I, I don't really care for all that. I don't yeah. even really drink no more. Yeah. I can go and have a beer with the boys or whatever, but it doesn't yeah. really do anything for me. I'm not a drink. I can have as good a time having a Diet Coke yes. as he can over there having 10 vodkas and oranges. Yes. Because that's what personality yeah. I don't need a drink to start dancing and having a sing-song yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, what was I just saying? I've gone off track. You're saying we were talking about um, boozing and how it led you. Oh yeah, 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 um, yeah. So I did it as an escape. Yeah. Because no matter how, even do you know when I was so down and when I was in that room and, and fripped to death of yeah. someone coming to kill me and yeah. whatever, I thought all these paranoid things. Mm-hmm. Four pints and I'm back. A bit drunk, but I'm all right. Yeah, again. I agree. I, I agree. fight the devil. No one will scare me. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So. Four I've, pints of confidence. Yeah, four pints of confidence yeah. and nerve calmers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that was my way of not taking any medication. Yes. Okay, because, all right, medication's one thing, but, yeah. you know, a few beers, like, sweat yes. it out. You know that's what, what I mean? a man would do. This is what you think yeah, in your own mind, yeah? yeah? So I was getting absolutely smashed every night yeah. just to calm myself down. Yeah. And when I think about it now, I think, whatever was I doing? Yeah. So every night, I'd, I got into a routine of having like six, seven beers a night. Yeah. And that's not out of the ordinary for some someone like me because a lot of people I know, they go home from work, they work hard all week, they come home, they have a couple of bottles of wine or they have a few beers to yes. relax yes. and unwind. Yes. So that's just like a normal thing, really, yeah. for a yeah. lot of people. Yeah. A lot of my mates, they work hard all day, they graft off all day, yeah. and then they come home and then they have a shower and they have a few beers. Yeah. That's to relax. They get yeah. out of the house, they go to the pub or they go in the man cave or whatever they've got. Yeah. Then that's the way of getting out. So yeah. it wasn't looked. Up, I wasn't looked upon like oh, as a raging alcoholic. Yeah. So it was almost accepted, which made it more doable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I was drinking these drinks every night, and it was just. Yeah. I've done that for about six months to, and I, do you know what I thought? I found myself a cure here. Yeah. I get up in the morning, no hangover after I found the right drink. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I felt yeah. all right, but yeah. then as soon as it come again, nighttime yeah. again, bang, straight yeah. on it again. Yeah. And it was just no good. And I, I was I was on a never-ending spiral of rubbish, really. And, yeah. and I believe 
if I wouldn't have stopped and, and got myself back on track, I'd have, I'd have definitely been dead by now, yeah. for one. If I wouldn't have killed myself, yeah. one, I'd definitely had a heart attack and died. Yeah. I'd have been 38 stone or something. I wouldn't have fit in three of these chairs. <laughs> and I would not be doing this interview. Yeah. That's for sure. But yeah, going back on to men with mental health, because yeah. I know we've, we've stayed right around it and yeah. come back again, yeah. is from my personal experience, so I'm definitely qualified to say this, Yes, is the sooner you speak to somebody, mm-hmm. doctor or family, friends, or anybody you need to speak mm-hmm. to, get off your chest, mm-hmm. speak about it, and then get the right help. Because yeah. like you said, speaking about it is not enough. It's not. It's not. And you know, I think one thing is that we almost, guys in that situation, when you're rock bottom, you already feel like a fucking burden. I know that was the case for me. I already felt like I was a nightmare for my wife. I already felt like my kids would be better off without me. You may have had that thought as well. Yeah, yeah that's the exact feelings that you get. Yeah, yeah my kids would be, there's no logic, is there? Nah, so I was no like, logic. my kids would be better off without me. I'm a burden anyway. So I think that's why we find it such a, uh, such a trouble to speak out. And I think who you talk to is a challenge as well because you've got some people that won't know how to deal with it. You know, like, I needed to be told the truth because I'd went to see shrinks, psychologists, all of those people. Could look them in the eye and I could tell that he hasn't got a fucking clue what I'm going through unless you've been through it yeah. unless you know about it yeah. then a normal person on the street has no idea what you're talking about no. they just listen to you no. and they think yeah get your yeah. shit together pull your head pull together. yourself together that's exactly yeah, man right. up man up that's my favourite so, one fucking man up unless someone's been through it and experienced depression and mental health problems yeah. then they, they and you got that with talk. Ben right yeah yeah when you first started working with him yeah because Ben Ben was a depressive person as well for yeah. a long time yeah but um yeah, like I say, as soon as you can speak to somebody, a professional, yeah. Yeah. or whoever it is that you're going to give confidence to, mm-hmm. the sooner you can return to what would be normal to you. Yeah. Because I didn't do it until 2016, but I wish to God I'd have done it 10 years before. Yeah. That's my only regret when I get asked what my regrets Why didn't are. I go and see a doctor years ago? Why did I not do that? Mm. But it's it's just like saying... How long is a piece of string? Well, you did it at the what perfect time because that's the time bits. that you did it. But if I would have done it 10 years before all this, and yeah. maybe 2008 or something, yeah, then I would have never had to go through all these problems in my professional career, mm-hmm. which would have never led to everything I've probably been through yeah. and come back the other side. It wouldn't have been as good a story, but I wouldn't have had to put up with all that stuff that I've been through and torture everybody around me. Yes. So it would have yeah. been better, yeah. but the story wouldn't have been as good because there wouldn't yeah. have been as much pain in it. <laughs> You're right. You're right. And we wouldn't have been doing this interview, mate. So, exactly. Well, the timing was perfect. Well, Dude, what um, do you think that you could ever end up back there? Very, very easy. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I remind myself every day yeah. how far I've come yeah. and never to look back. Yeah. You know, I said to Paris the other day, yeah, I said, rather than going back to where I was mentally, never mind physically, yeah. mentally, I'd rather be living in a tent under the bushes outside and in debt yeah. than go back to being there and having a billion dollars in the bank Yeah. because I do not want to be there. You know, I can sit here today as a man who's done very well in his life and achieved a lot. Mm-hmm. Done pretty well. But none of that means anything to me. Mm. Because at the end of the day, achievements and money and all that fame stuff, right? That's all right when everything's going well. When everything's lovely and nice and everyone's healthy and well, then all that's trimmings is good to have. Yes. But you know when there's a problem in your family or with you, yeah. then nothing really matters. Yeah. There's a saying, and I never really understood it, your health is your wealth. Yes. Um, and without health, you've not got happiness. And without happiness, you'll never, ever, ever think fulfillment or anything anything you'll always be unhappy so tell me this what makes you feel happy there's only one thing that makes me feel happy and that's training dude that's amazing and I will train until the day I die really you know all the boxing and all that stuff if that ended tomorrow I wouldn't be interested and you'd be okay with still training I, I have to train what's forever. your favourite kind of training I like, I like all types of training but I like running, I like long runs, and yeah. I like challenging stuff. Like So I like stuff that would separate the men from the boys. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah. like steep hill runs, like yeah. 10 mile up a mountain, that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah. You know, and when I feel like quitting, I feel like, come on, you shithouse, keep going. <laughs> what have you got inside? You're going to have an heart attack? Well, fucking do it then. <laughs> Go on, like push myself to the extreme challenges, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah, I, do. I don't mean like swimming 30 mile underwater and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, like for me, it would be running on, on like hard challenging roads and yeah. This is a place on Windermere that I've nicknamed Death Valley and not many people can finish so it. So that was at Windermere at the weekend with the kids. Yeah. We did that go-ape thing, you know, that heights oh, challenge. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah, the go-ape, the zip wires and yeah, all that. Yeah, dude, it was a bunch of fun. Good, yeah. innit? 
you know what's crazy? My kids were just fucking walking around with no hands, and I'm like, there's a lot of <laughs> kids, kids don't have kids didn't give a fuck. Nah, didn't give a fuck. So tell me about this then. I, I think for you, routine's fucking critical, right? Routine is critical, and you know, every Sunday I realise how critical routine is because I train six days a week. Yeah, I train three times a day, Monday to Friday. Yeah, I do a mammoth run on a Saturday. Yeah. Like we're running that put you in bed for a week type of thing. Really? Yeah. And and then on Sunday I don't train because yeah. your body needs to recover yeah. from all that thing. But yeah. I find myself even on Sunday sometimes doing a ten mile or something like that just to keep my mind just occupied. To keep your head in the game. Because Sunday is a terrible day for me. Sunday reminds me of every day that I was very unwell back in the day. Is it? Yeah, only a short period of time. Two years ago, remember, I yeah. was I was out I mean not completely. Um so Sunday reminds me of those days yeah. um, and how I never want to go back there again. And like yeah. I say, I'd rather have a job sweeping the roads up and be mentally well. Or working at the tip. Yeah, well, I'd like a job yeah. of working at the tip anyway. <laughs> Maybe after boxing, who knows? Yeah. I think yeah. I think going to that tip is yeah. a very therapeutic thing, right? Yeah. What I do is go around the garden once or twice a week, picking all the shit up, broken toys. Because my kids get toys and they start hammering them up and all that. Yeah. Breaking them, pulling yeah. wheels off. <laughs> really? Cars and stuff. And Just seeing how they work? Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'll go around, tidy up, chuck it all on the back of the truck, take yeah. it to the tip, bag it all up. And they say, oh, do you want to have them getting off? No, no, fine. Yeah. Get it all off. Like, yeah. get me out of the house for an hour, that sort of thing, you know. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. The drive probably does you some good. And... The drive, being alone, thinking time and all that, and keeping my mind occupied. I'm yeah. one of them like busy bees. I've got to always be doing something. Yeah. I'm not a person that could go and relax in Spain on the beach with a pina colada or laying yeah. in the sun with some oil on. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Yeah. But then on the other hand, I've no interest in all that historical stuff like going walking around buildings and, no, no, and fountains yeah, yeah. and whatever, none of that sort of stuff. I think sometimes, you know, guys like us who have these... I think anyone that has anxiety has quite a creative intellect because a lot of the time we're in, we're making problems up, right? So yeah. I think a lot of our problems come when we're fucking bored. That's because right. we're not solving problems, training problems, boxing problems, a- any kind of problems. True. We start to create problems. Our mind will create problems for us that don't exist. Well, there's a saying, isn't it? The devil makes work for idle hands. Yeah. And that's very, very true. Yeah. You know, when I've got nothing to do on Sundays is the day when I've got nothing to do. Yeah. Know? I'm thinking, like you say, you create problems that don't yeah. exist. Yeah. And you think, what if? But if you spend all your time thinking you about that stuff UFC that never game, happens. Dude. That's when you're on that UFC game. You know what, though, yeah? I um, I think the computers and things, the PlayStation and all, that's very that's therapeutic as well. Oh, because very therapeutic. When we was in camp, yeah, we was having FIFA tournaments, yeah. right? Who's your team? Obviously, United. Man United? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. And um, so we've been having these FIFA tournaments. Like, yeah. We've been having them for like three months. Yeah. And everybody in the house, you'd have to like, like three games wins to go through to the next round. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big knockout tournaments. And it, it yeah. was really, really good spending your time. Yeah. Because it f- keeps your mind focused. Because you're not thinking about anything else. You're yeah. thinking about that. Your attention's you? on the game. So yeah, I'm always got to be thinking about something, doing something. Yeah. And I like to keep active and, and running and walks and river walks and yeah. all that sort of stuff and yeah so yeah you know i think that happens to a lot of guys you know i think guys that a lot of guys that are struggling they kind of lose a sense of purpose and i think that's what might happen to you right you didn't have a, once you'd won that title no purpose there was no there was no yeah. purpose no sense of purpose so i think a lot of guys be uh, this was particularly the case for me i hit this goal of my life where i had this business i left school with two gcses and then i was like is this it i'd lost my purpose and i think it happens for a lot of guys where they kind of their only purpose is kind of to make it to the weekend and I think they almost lose a sense of ambition once you get to a certain age. But the thing is, yeah, there's a lot to be said for a normal life. Oh, dude, 100%. My you life know, was easier when it was just going to work and coming home. You know, yeah, some people look at me and say, oh, you're a lucky man. And I say, nothing's luck. I said, I've worked hard all my life, right? But the thing is, you don't realise, but you're the lucky one, not me. I can't walk down the street without being tortured. People videoing me, or I could be saying anything to anybody, yeah. and there'd be someone videoing what I'm saying somewhere, yeah, mm. or grabbing me for a picture or whatever. Even if I'm in a very bad mood and me yeah. and the wife's arguing, I've got people coming over for, for pictures and whatever. And you can't be nasty to them because it's not their fault. Yeah. It's not their fault. You're they don't a know what's day. going on. But I'm only human. I'm yeah. not going to be happy every day, all day. Yeah. You know, it's 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 one of them. So to go somewhere and not be mired. That's worth millions. Like, 
normal people can go to the shop and do the shopping, not be mithered. Yeah. They can go for a meal. Yeah. Have a sit down, there, him and his wife or the kids or whatever. Yeah. No one coming over, no yeah. one mithering. And is that quite a hard thing to deal with or is it it's well, part of the... They, I feel like figuring out how to do deal with it. Yeah. Don't go to any public places. <laughs> don't go where there's other people. And um, yeah, basically don't go anywhere. That's why I don't really leave Morecambe. Yeah. Because people in Morecambe have, have seen me now. Yeah. And on the weekends, I don't go down the front or wherever because tourists come there. Yeah. So I'll be yeah, tortured yeah. again. Yeah. And if I'm running, I run in like desolate places. Yeah. But if I run down the front, I don't get me run done. People are running in front of me with bikes and stuff and following me and all yeah, that. So yeah, that's all it's my it's my problem because I've been successful and I've got a lot of fans, which I appreciate. Yeah. But it's a time and a place for it all, isn't there? Mm. And you know, some days I'm happy to do a bazillion pictures, whatever. Yeah. But some days I'm in one of those down moods and I just want to hear, listen to me music and yeah. run. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, that's what it is. But it, uh, a normal life is something to be, be very thankful for. And do you because... still wake up sometimes in a bit of a shitty space? Yeah, yeah. All the time. And what's the first thing you do? First thing I do is look in the mirror and say, you don't want to go back to where you was. Let's get out for a run. But I know as soon as I've trained, happy modes are thinking, all that endorphins released in your brain, you feel good. Yeah. So that's why I train. And I can't get enough training, really. Yeah. I love, I absolutely love training. Not for boxing. Yeah. Just for training. Yeah. And feeling great. I go out, instead of like me and the boys going out and out to the pub or we used to do, we'd go out for a, and like a, monster run or something yeah. and is there any times where you're like that can't afterwards. be fucking arsed to train or do you know no, no, no. you never get that no I don't it's not that I did don't you before it's a chore yeah. yeah I never used to train before only for boxing yes so if I had a fight coming up I'd do training for it do yes. the fight and that's it go back to normal because you felt obliged to maybe yeah, yeah. Um, and I'd never train in between fights I'd blow, blown up every time yeah. 25 stone or something yeah I wouldn't even do any training outside of training camp at all yeah but now it's like a go into camp the same way as I come out of camp because I'm, I'm always on it. Yeah. But I train for me, not for anything else now. Yeah. No, so. Amazing. But and I, I think that I think that for some guys, because whenever you go to a doctor, one of the first things they'll see is exercise. But I think when guys are that low, that feels like they've got to fucking move a mountain because when, when I was that low, I didn't want to leave the fucking house. So I think that, that the thing that you're saying about that is I think that someone's... Because a lot of people think, oh, well, I have to go to the gym and I don't want to go to the foot. You've got to find something that you like to do, don't you? don't have to even do any intense exercise. Any form of physical exercise will make you feel better. That's a fact. We have guys going in cold showers. Whether it's walking up and down the stairs five times, whether you're going for a little walk around near your house, wherever. You don't have to go for a 25-mile run. (laughs) Lift a lot of weights to go to the gym. Because when you're down in that place, you don't want to go around other people. You want to be left alone. Yeah, yeah. So you go for a little walk, come back, you feel better. Yeah. My happy place is the road. Yeah. And people say, oh, you shouldn't run, you're too heavy and too big, you'll have knackered legs and back by the time yeah. you're 50. Yeah. But like, my solace is the road. Mm. It's my place to think. Mm. I don't even run with uh, music on anymore. Really? Because the music is keeping my mind occupied and I can't think about anything else about from listening to the music. Yes. So now, for a long time, I've, I've run... And I think about my life. I yeah. think about where I am. I think about what's going on. Yeah. I think about the good things. I think You're about the bad problems. things. I'm always solving problems yeah. in my mind. Yeah. So yeah, I love it, dude. I'm gonna bring up some of these questions because there's yeah. some that I don't want to miss. Um, are there ever times when you feel like jacking it in, jacking the boxing, the boxing? Yeah. Um, not really, because I'm in a happy place now. Yeah. With it, yeah. before I wasn't in a happy place. Yeah. Um. I never had the the right team. I never had the right people around me. Yeah. But now I have. I've got everything that I should have had from the beginning. Yes. All around me in the right yeah. places and the right. Do you know what it feels like to me for your life, Tyson, which I fucking love, which is boxing feels like a bonus for you. Yeah. Like it feels like a, it feels like the cherry on top of the cake for you now. It is. Um, for boxing for me now, it's always been fun and games. Boxing for me. It's yeah. never, I've never been serious about boxing. Yeah. And that's probably why I'm so good at it. <laughs> Because if it was my absolute life, and yes. trained like a Trojan every yes. day in a gym, and I couldn't think about nothing but boxing, yes. I'd probably be dog shit. Yeah, but because you'd overthink it, probably. Yeah. yeah, but because it's like, oh well, something I'm good at, always been able to box. Yeah. great. Yeah, come on, try and beat me. That sort of thing. Yeah, because it's just a joke to me. Yeah, that's why I'm why I'm good at the game. Dude, I love that. But yeah, the boxing is an you know, added bonus, really, because. Yeah. 
like I do all the training anyway, and like yeah. I've done boxing and fighting all my life, yeah. so it's like a walk in the park, really. They don't yeah. know what they're getting themselves in for, these fighters. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like I've been fighting since I come out of the womb. Yeah. So it's almost unfair. It's almost like I'm cheating, really. Yeah. Because it's like I've got all the cheat codes for the yeah, game, had, You don't feel it? like you've ever had to learn it. Never had to learn boxing. Yeah. It's always been natural. Yeah. It'd be, boxing to me has been like taking a frog out of a pond for 10 years and chucking it back in. Yeah. It knows yeah. what it's doing straight away. Yeah, I love so, it. So, and these guys come to boxing, they have to learn it. Yeah. I walked in the gym like I've had 20, 30 fights. Never boxed in my life. Yeah. How old were you when you went in the gym? You were, you were like 14 or something, 14, right? 14 years old, yeah. But yeah. I, I trained all my life from being a little kid. Yeah. With my dad, punching yeah. hands, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. People who have to learn it, it's unfair for them because yeah. I'm a natural yeah. at it. Yeah. So yeah, I just see it as a as a joke, really. Yeah, I love it. And what do you think up. it is about? Because we obviously again we work with a lot of guys, and I think boxing has changed a lot of. We have guys like fifty years old taking charity boxing matches. Like yeah. And um, what do you think it is about boxing that just almost saves <laughs> people's lives? Boxing saved my life, that's for sure. Yeah. And I know it saves a lot of other people's yeah. lives too, because if it wasn't for boxing, I don't know where I'd be right now. Yeah. Don't know what road I would have been down. Yeah. Um, a lot of people could go down wrong roads, get involved in gangs and cults and groups and stuff and go to jail. Yeah. But the free boxing, they've been saved and yeah. now they've got jobs and they've got life yeah. and they've got families and yeah. kids and that. So I'm, I'm a product of, of that yeah. boxing family. Why do you think it is? And I just think boxing teaches discipline, as especially to kids. Yes. Like we in Wivenshaw, where I used to box, yeah. um, we used to have these kids coming, like the naughtiest kids in the area. Yes. Uh, they're like expelled from school. They've been brought in on these like day trips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of them would come in as really naughty kids, like chopping kids up and stuff. Yeah. yeah. To going out, like getting back to school and getting proper deg degrees and yeah. education and everything, yeah. doing really well. And I see see a couple of these guys now, yeah. and they've all done well for themselves. Yeah. And these were like kids who were expelled and too naughty for school. Yeah, yeah. Teaches discipline. Teaches manners. Yeah. He teaches you how to be a man, how to be a woman. And it teaches you respect for others. Yeah. Because people who are cheeky and rude to other people have probably never been punched in the mouth before. <laughs> That's a fact. Because if you had been punched in the face before, yes. you'd realise that. It's like an attitude adjustment. An attitude adjustment. Yeah. I used to see it, especially on that estate where I was training. Yeah. Like you get these kids walking with the limps and yeah. bad boys and all that. Yeah. All dressed in black, black balaclavas on <laughs> a lot, yeah? yeah. Yeah. They come in the gym and then some little gimpy kid in the corner, yeah. blonde hair and glass taste glasses on. Milky Get in the ring, bam, yeah. bam, 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 splatter them. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I knew it would happen because this guy's a boxer, yeah. And these are just like young kids off the street, never yeah, boxed yeah. ever, yeah. And then you can see the change, the attitude adjustment, yeah. Just because they've looked at this kid as a as a little gimpy kid. A little nerd, yeah. A little wimpy diary kid off the TV. Yeah. And he's absolutely battered this hard case. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it teaches them, like, I need to either learn this. Yeah. Or Shut me adjust, yeah. basically. Yeah. And I think that the thing for the older guys, what I found was camaraderie in the gym's amazing. Yeah. It does teach you discipline. And banter I think as well in the gym's amazing. Banter's amazing. Amazing. And there's no training like the boxing training. Nah, you got yeah. banter, you got the fun and games in the gym. Yeah. You got all the men in there and women in there who's on the same wavelength. Yeah. They're all there to, if they're not boxers or whatever, they're all yeah. there to work out and, yeah. and and get that feeling, that happy Well, because there's nothing, there's nothing for some people. I mean, I know when I was having my problems with booze and coke is that when I discovered boxing and particularly the first time I fucking sparred at 36, by the way. Yeah. I'd never felt a buzz like that. There's no buzz Never like felt a buzz like that. It no makes drug you feel alive. or alcohol can nah. ever, ever come close to boxing. Nah. And that's why you see all these great fighters retire for 10 years and come back at 40-odd years old when they're finished. Yeah. Because no matter how much money they've made, nothing can quench the thirst of going in the ring and fighting with other people. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like it's animalistic. Yeah. It's um, what we would have done a 1,000 years ago. Yeah. And men have been settling disputes by punching each other in the face. Especially since with your time background, began. right? Yeah. yeah. Since time began, men have been battling out, haven't they? In the yeah. glad gladiatorial rings. Yeah. And before all that even. Yeah. Speaking of this, is your dad going to make a comeback? My dad is 55, yeah. as fit as a fiddle. At the is he really fit? Very fit. Does he train with you? He trains with me. He's running every day. He's... 
I don't know about making a boxing comeback, but he's definitely... Uh, yeah, because you hear already. all these rumours, don't you? I remember that guy on the social media called your dad out and shit. Yeah, there's, there's loads. There's always going to be somebody trying to make a name for themselves. Yes. But the fact of the matter is, until you've proved yourself and earned your stripes, you shouldn't be shouting. <laughs> but, you know, everyone yeah. to their own opinion and own things, yeah. and it is what it yeah. is. So and what's your feelings I, on social media? Feelings on social media is is very mixed, because... I believe that social media has a massive impact on mental health problems in young kids. Yes, me too. Especially the younger ones. Yeah. Because there's a lot of online bullying going on Mm -hmm. and stuff like that on social media. And Mm -hmm. if you're down, you go and look at some comments. You will even get more down and more depressed, right? So I've learned a technique how to deal with it. Switch the comments off. Then you can't get no negative comments. (laughs) (laughs) It will drive everybody nuts. Dude, I love this. We're, We're trying to do a book deal at the minute. And I'm like, do I have to put the reviews on Amazon? What if somebody doesn't fucking like it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One star reviews and shit. I'm like, oh my god, you so can't delete I've those. I've turned all my comments off on social media. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just post whatever I want to post. Yeah. I use social media as the platform to update my friends and, yes. and fans yes. on what I'm doing. My progress. But it's also you got to think it's for 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 us in on on this. It's an amazing platform to kind of impact people positively as well. Of course. Yeah. That's what I use it for. Yeah. In positive impact yeah. and updates and stuff. Yeah. I'm not interested in what someone is saying, who yeah. don't know me, yeah. who don't live near me, and yeah. I've never ever seen before, or, <laughs> or you're a mug, you're, you're a shitboxer. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> but I don't want to see all that anyway, so yeah. the only people that can comment on my posts are people that I follow, which yeah. ain't very many, yeah. because it's not a personal account, it's just a business account. Yeah, yeah, I love it. All right, what's next? What have we got next? Um, what are you going to do after boxing? Apart from UFC? After boxing, <laughs> well, that might not be after boxing. I might, might, oh, might be during boxing. I love it. Um, I'd love to have a fight with them little gloves on. Yeah. With one of their heavyweights, whoever it may be. Yeah. But with different rules, not like grabbing or all that rules. Yeah. But just stand up, punch and kick, maybe. Yeah. How's your kicking? Uh, my kicking's not great, but I'm a quick learner. I can learn anything quick. Yeah. But yeah, like grappling to the floor. That's another game. Yeah, totally. Like Brazilian jiu-jitsu yeah. and wrestling, that's next level. Have you that's done like any? street fight, isn't it? Have you done any yet? Uh, wrestling and all that. Jiu-jitsu? No, I've never done it. I think I'm too old to learn it, to be fair. I started when I was 37. But like to become a black belt takes... Oh, oh I do, yeah. Long time. Long? Like 20 years sometimes. 20 years, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I haven't got 20 years left, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, but I'd love to have a crossover fight with one of them in a cage... Stand up, punch yeah. and kick. Yeah. Fall at it like that. Dude, that'll be cool. Eh? Them little gloves on as well. That'll be it. really cool. Yeah. But the actual light grabbed me to the floor and that. It's um one one, I don't find it exciting or interesting at all to watch. Just putting it out there. Yes. It's a very skilled thing. Yes. But in, even in UFC, even UFC fans, they're only like they when they stand up. Yeah. 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 When they're standing up, punch and kick and elbow and knee each other. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Best best thing to watch ever. Yeah. But when they start rolling up and down the floor, yeah. and I can't tell who's winning or how to score in points, yeah. and even the people booing in the crowd, yeah. and the referee's saying, go and get up, yeah, lads, get and up, fight. you're not doing anything. Scrap. Yeah. Yeah. Then I can't fight. I don't find that interesting. I don't know how they win or lose. Yeah. But actual, when it's stood up and they're going at it, yeah. I think it's the best best entertainment. Yeah, it is. You, can get. you see some, uh, especially now, dude, that there's no fans in, and you can hear every punch. It's, um, do you think that's going to happen here? Because in, in there's a fight soon where there's no there's no fans, right? In a Dillian yeah. White's fight. Frank Warren had a show last week. Um, the first show. I saw it. I saw on it. On BT it, Sport, yeah. Was it a young lad? Young lad had a British title fight or something? Yeah, uh, Brad Foster. Yeah, and you heard those. You heard every shot. You heard every shot. And then he's got another one on this week. He's yeah. got four or five, six shows lined up every yeah. weekend. Oh, has he? Yeah, and Eddie Hearn's got the same, I think. He's yeah. signed next month, maybe. Yeah. Or at middle of the month. Yeah. Would you would you like a fight like that? In a, or would you not be bothered? Be honest, you love the fan. You love yeah, the. I, I do that, love. Right? I, see, see with me, it's all show, show, isn't it? It's a show yeah. business game yeah. for me. Like the boxing is probably the last thing that I actually care about. Yeah, because that's what I know I can deliver on. Yeah, but the rest of it, the the entertainment side, the value for money, that side of thing. Yes. that's what I like to do. I like to put on the shows and entertain the crowd and give them something to cheer for and dress up and act a clown and do all the good things. Yeah. The boxing side of it. If you strip boxing down, you take all the glitz and glamour away in the show business side of it. 
Now, basically, you've got two guys punching each other in the face. It's a dust-up, yeah. Just a dust-up, which you could go and watch a dust-up in your local working man's club, can't you? <laughs> on a Friday night. Well, I know we can here in Morecambe. Yeah, we can in South Shields yeah. as well, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's plenty of uh, Jubilee clubs around here that so <laughs> want to see a bit of value for entertainment. Friday, Saturday night, they're going off all the yeah, time. Yeah. But what makes the difference in world-class sports is is the production that goes into everything. Mm. Mm. But yeah, I absolutely love the boxing game. I love the, the fact of the dressing up, the character, the going into character and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I love it. yeah remember that time you dressed up as Batman? Yeah, <laughs> I've done it all now, and I've been Batman, I've been Apollo Creed, I've been a Mexican, I've been a king. I've... Yeah, I love it. So, um, what what's your least favorite thing about boxing? My least favorite thing about boxing. You know what? I would answer that question, and my brain's telling me to say, time away from my family, yeah. away from my kids. But yeah. when I think about it, I actually like that. Yeah, because it gives me that time to to be. Alone, yeah. Well, not alone because I've got like twenty people Team. in camp yeah. with me. Yeah. But it gives me that time to be away from the family. Yeah. And when you go away from something that you've had every day, you almost appreciate it yeah, more when, when you yeah. go back. I agree. And I need to. I'm that type of person who needs to be reminded with through actions mm. how much I appreciate what I am and what I've got yeah. and, and me family and that. Yeah. So when I go away, can't wait to go back. Plan out a million things I'm going to do when I get back. Don't do any of it, obviously, when I get back. Dude, you think the that north. writing that plan helps you? Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, and the same lists, 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 yeah, lists, lists, lists. And yeah. how many of that list do you get for it? Oh, not many. <laughs> not many, not many. It just clears my mind. Maybe I, Paul Isaac, yeah, he's my training partner. He's featherweight Yeah, champion. I've seen him. He's a lovely little boxer. Yeah. Uh, we we plan what we're going to do after the fight. Yeah. And where we're going to go. He, he's been wanting to go, listen, literally, for five years on a camping trip after one of the fights, right? <laughs> That's what he wants to do, right? He wants to get all the lads together in a right. tent each, yeah? yeah? Go to, like, a camping site in the middle of nowhere, get a load of drink, right. and have a big piss-up for the weekend and sleep in tents. Yeah. But obviously, <laughs> I'm trying to avoid all that, but it's always on his list to do, like, to do, Is to it? do, to do. Yeah, five years we've been wanting to do that. Shit. So we'll have to do it one of the days. After this next fight? After the next fight, maybe, yeah. Yeah. But from... I've started now, uh, I've become teetotal. Completely teetotal. Completely teetotal. I've wanted to do it for maybe 10 years. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm really mature enough now to be able to pull it off. Mm. Um, like I said, I don't really need alcohol. To have a good time. To have a good time. Yeah. Because I can get in that zone and you think I've had a load of drugs and I'm drunk, but I'm not, I've never had anything. Yeah, because I'm in that zone. I'm, I'm on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. Especially in a bit of a rave or something, yeah. going nuts in there with a bottle of water. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. So, and is there yeah. any? Peer, do you get any peer? Because we get a lot of guys that want to do that, but obviously you're like, I'm training for a fight. I'm this. I'm that. Like a lot of our guys are getting peer pressure. Like, what's the matter with you? Why you not drinking? Yeah, come Relax. on, have a drink. What's yeah, up? With you? Yeah, 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 yeah. What's up? With you? Just one's fine. Yeah. What but, would your advice be to those guys? To those guys is stick to what you're gonna do. And never mind your pals and all. If they're true friends, they'll understand. They're not going to push you to do something you don't want to do. Yes. And if you want to become teetotal and stop drinking, then I'd say go for it. Give it, yeah. give it a whirl. Yeah. Because you know how many years have we drunk for? Now I've been drinking twenty years. Yeah. Well, probably yeah, since yeah. I've been about ten. <laughs> <laughs> On the moonshine. Moonshine. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, so I've been drinking all them years. Yeah. Um, surely I can do yeah. start not drinking. I've got a pal who was an alcoholic, yeah? Yeah. And he'd become teetotal because, obviously, he had a problem with drink. Yeah. And he's now been drink-free for 20 years. Shit. But he's the type of person that he, if he, he, won't, he wouldn't even have a bottle. He couldn't social drink, you know what I mean? Yes. He couldn't go out with us now and have a, have a bottle of Peroni or something. Yeah. It all or nothing. Because he knows that if he has that one ball, he get back on it and yes. it's not worth it. Yeah. But me, I'm not really like that. See, I'm a binge drinker. Yes. Me too. So if, if I go out, mm -hmm. I'm drinking till the cows come you're out. out, yeah. out. Yeah, you're out, out, out. Yeah, I'm not coming home after two. Yeah. No way. Yeah. But it's not a regular thing for me. Yes. It's like once a month thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or if I have a few beers around a barbecue, but it never seems to be a few. Yeah. I'll get like a box full and drink a lot. Yes. Me and the boys, whatever. Yeah. But it's not a, a regular, it's not like a routine schedule. Yes. There's no routine to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, unplanned night, let's go for a few beers. All right, let's go. Yeah. But I will have plenty. Yeah. I'll be staggering and falling over, that type of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So unplanned once a month, maybe. Yeah. But that to me is 
what the way I've looked at it now is I'm supposed to be a man of influence, yes. right? I'm supposed to be leading by example, mm -hmm. right? And does that got, feel like pressure sometimes? It is pressure, but um, it's pressure that I'm willing to take on. because yeah, It's like a blessed pressure yeah, as well, I suppose. I've got right? a lot of kids and things who look up to me. Yes. And they look at me like I'm an action figure superhero, yeah. right? Um, and people as well, people with mental health, they're looking to me for influence, you know what I mean, and guidance. Yeah. And so, not often, this is not an often thing, but yeah. now and again, you'll see me absolutely smashed out my head. Yeah. Well, I maybe had 10 or 12 pints of Peroni, and I'm blinded after one, by the way. Oh, yeah, oh, I really? Going. If I have two pints of Peroni, I'm gone. What will yeah. I want Really? Gone. Really? Two <laughs> bottles and I'm singing, yeah. Four <laughs> bottles and I'm anybody's. <laughs> Where are we going, Amsterdam? Let's go. Really? Honestly, it's like Shit. that. Yeah. I'm absolute weakest drinker ever. Yeah. But I will continue to drink. Yeah. And obviously with my size, I can put them away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I, you can imagine me after 10 pints of Peroni if I'm drunk after one, can't you? Gone. And I don't like the fact I couldn't that, imagine trying to carry you home, dude. Yeah. That's like a two-man job, isn't it? Yeah. I'm not a violent drunk or anything like that. Yeah. I'm just like a... a happy drunk. A happy drunk, but yeah. loud. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People yeah. say, can you calm down, quiet down a little bit? Yeah, Chat, yeah, yeah. I'm singing songs and all sorts. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Coming over, oh, we can't sing songs in here tonight, Tyson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then two minutes later, I'm singing again. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so... I don't want to be that person people's looking at. Even though you don't do it all the time, it's yes. odd occasion, but yeah. that odd occasion sometimes is one too many yeah. because I've got people who, who... And if you're in a bar, people seeing shit. Peep, especially now with social media and video and yes. all that shit. Yeah. I, I envy the people from the 90s. Yeah. Like you look at all the bits of footballers and all that yeah. Yeah, and everybody else oh, and everybody else. They just do what they want. Yeah. If no one said anything, like yeah. they would never get about, would yes. it? They lived the best life. Yeah. They lived in a time of kings. <laughs> They did because they could do anything they wanted. They'd go yeah. out, get smashed, yeah. act up. And turn off a training the next day as and well. turn off a training. And nobody would know unless his mates crashed him up, which ain't going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. But now, Rooney's out. Oh, he's, he's, he's getting a lot of stuff. Ev everybody, yeah. everybody. If you go out now, it's all over social media. Well, guys are getting shit for going to see their mum during coronavirus and that. But do in the 90s, that would have never happen, nah. would it? Because there was no none of that stuff, was nah. it? Nah. And I think the booze thing, what, I, what I'm telling guys is that, and, and you can... I'd love you to throw something in on this. Is I think when you've got that sense of purpose or you, you're working towards something in your life, you kind of you don't have time to be hungover and drunk. Like, of course you're going to drink if you've got nothing else to focus on. Exactly. And my, I mean? my thing is, is my, my biggest asset that I, I think I've learned over the years of the problems with the mental health is, yeah. is giving myself short-term goals. Now, this really, really works. Yeah. Now, a short-term goal doesn't have to be something great or something yeah. unachievable. Yes. A short-term goal can be, it can be anything that relates to the individual. It can be putting a walk in every day. It can yes. be taking the dog for a walk every yeah. day. It can be making a certain weight, like losing a few pounds. Yeah. Yeah. And then I found after, if you achieve these short-term goals, yeah. reward yourself with, whether it's a drink or a uh, chocolate, or whatever yeah. you tickles your fancy. Yeah. That type of thing. And yeah. I believe that without them short-term goals, I would never have returned because when you're 28 stone, you need to be 18. That's a long old road, That's isn't it? a long-term goal, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And I would have never, ever got that weight down and got back yeah. if I was thinking long-term yeah. because I've got eight, I've got 10 stone to lose. Oh, my God, I'm not going to yeah. do it. Do you, know, do you know what I love about that, mate? I think we, we, we have this concept inside of one of our programs where it's like we're constantly comparing where we're at compared to where we could be instead of comparing where we're at to where we started. And also, where you're at today, be happy with as yes. well. Because there's always someone a lot worse off. Then, then no matter how low you can go, yeah. as long as you realise there's somebody in a lot worse state than you, yeah. then you're on to a winner, aren't you? Because yeah. you're already feeling positive then. Yeah. You know, I've been lucky enough to have friends and, and stuff around me, good friends, that, that, um, that I've got a friend who has been disabled from the waist down for... 25 years yeah. um, he's even had one of his legs amputated uh, recently the yeah. last couple of years yeah. and he's the most positive person that I've ever met really um, he does everything he does like all these challenges mountain climbs everything you can feel yeah. in his wheelchair he'd done a marathon the other day in his wheelchair back and forth really then he'd done like the height of Kilimanjaro 
down his road. Just lo loads of inspirational stuff. Yeah. Talks. He's an ambassador for like disabled um, mental health patients and stuff. Yeah. He's unbelievable. I want to know when I can get him on the podcast. Well, I'd Sounds amazing. Yeah. That'd be an amazing interview. He's definitely, he's called Sean Gash. Right. I'll uh, give you his details in a minute. Sweet. And he influenced me a lot. Yeah. Because when I was starting back training, obviously I wasn't well. I was yeah. very unwell still. Yeah. But I was, I was back trying to do a bit, you know, yeah. little bits and pieces. Yeah. What did you start with? I, st I thought I was going to start with a mile run. A mile <laughs> run. I read like, this. I read this and you put me there. And I stopped like 500 <laughs> yards and I couldn't do it. Back was killing yeah. me. Belly was hanging over and I walked. Yeah. And I, I was just walking, 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 little bits and pieces. And I started yeah. running, running, running bits and more. Yeah. Just very, very steady I started. Yeah. But I used to go to the gym. It was a gym opposite. The house is closed down now. Mm -hmm. um, I saw this guy in there, Sean. I didn't know him. Yeah. And I got to know him. He was very kind and, and he was very approachable, you know. Yeah. Um, and I thought to myself, you know what? You do all these trainings. He's mad training, being in the gym for three hours, lifting weights and stuff. Like, really? Training like a lunatic. Yeah. I thought to myself, I'd always be very positive. Come yeah. on. Yeah. I thought to myself, if you, Sean, can do this every day, yeah. and you're paralyzed from the waist down, all I've got to do is lose 10 stone yeah. and, and get better. Do is, dude, that's a great attitude. All I've got to use is lose But this guy's stone. got one leg on. Yeah. He can't use anything below his waist. Yeah. But he's more positive than Olympic gold medal winner. He's on it. He's, he's like he's won the Euro millions every day. Shit. Proper positive person to be around. Yeah. And he even today sends me inspirational messages at least four times a week. Really? And you know, I could be feeling a bit shit and I get yeah. a message from him. I'll be like, oh shit, I'm great yeah. again. I just get, my mates just send me pictures of that guy, the black guy with a massive knob. Do you know what, <laughs> what I mean? Do you know what, <laughs> what I mean? The picture of the guy with a huge dick. No. <laughs> That's sorry. Do, he blatantly <laughs> does. He blatantly does. <laughs> you know what though, yeah? I haven't got WhatsApp, and I bet it's WhatsApp video. It is WhatsApp. Yeah. It is WhatsApp. And again, I deleted WhatsApp about yeah. 2017. Yeah. Because all I was getting on it was pure filth. Yeah. Or <laughs> someone getting murdered or shot or chopped up or yeah. some idiots it's going rank. at it. And then it does that thing where it saves it in your camera roll sometimes, and the kids were picking it up, and Dad, what's this? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, and they'd get me, wouldn't they? At the dinner table, I'd be in a restaurant, it'd be like... Uh, Someone you know and like press it, we go, ah! Oh, no! <laughs> oh, loud! The way, yeah, really, like, the, yeah. Oh, everyone yeah, looking like that. Yeah. Oh, dude, I get that, that one all the time. Oh! Oh! Do you know what Johnny means? Yeah, it's tremendous. So, yeah, got rid of WhatsApp. Yeah. Because um, a lot of things give me anxiety. Yeah. And WhatsApp was one of them. Really? Because there's so many notifications. Bam, 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 filling all my memory up. And yeah. Just a lot of nonsense. And yeah. not, not one thing on that WhatsApp was ever useful to me in my life. It was just all bullshit videos and stuff. Yeah. Like you say, a lot of sex videos and yeah. someone getting chopped up or yeah. Yeah. someone getting run over or yeah. a robbery going on or someone running a mini digger into a cash machine. Yeah. Just a lot of shite, you know yeah. what I mean? That that I don't need to see. Yeah. And I find myself taking, like, you know the good thing on the iPhone is you see the screen time, can't you? Oh, dude, it's embarrassing. Like, Mine's 20 embarrassing. hours a day online. Dude, it's embarrassing, <laughs> isn't it? Do you know what I say? I say to guys all the time, they say, oh, Paul, I haven't got time to do this meditation. I can't do this yoga. I can't go and work out. I'm like, well, look, can you screen show time? me your screen time. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing, yeah. yeah. Dude, mine was how like seven and a half hours. Yeah, how many pickups you picked your phone up? Like 168 times. Dude, yeah, my kids are on my case now saying, Dad, put your phone down. Dad, put your phone up. Pay me some attention. Well, yeah. I, we've got a rule, like, no phones at the dinner table. Yeah. No phones on date night. Yeah. Have you two oldest kids got phones now? Me, no, I won't have it. I won't really? Have They've got iPads and stuff, so yeah. they're on the computers all day. Yeah. Know, watching videos, YouTube videos, yeah. or my daughter's doing TikTok videos and stuff. I do yeah. mine as well, yeah. But uh, they're not allowed phones. Yeah. They're the only kids in their school that haven't got really? phones at their age. Isn't that crazy? I'm not having it because there's, there's too much influence on these phones, for one. Mm -hmm. You don't know who's ringing them and texting them, for yeah. two. And they're only kids for a short period of time. Yeah, you've got yeah, your whole dude. life to be an adult and have yeah, responsibilities dude. and phones and all that. Yeah, yeah. Now I know that companies are going to probably hate me for saying this, yeah, <laughs> but I think smartphones have destroyed the world. Mm. I think computer they phones. I think they've made people less social. Less social. I go out, yeah. Me and Paris, we, we do this little thing, yeah, where we go out, we watch other people. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people do it, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Um, you see, like people, these are on a first date, but. On the phones, like, yeah. he's a good-looking man. She's fit as fuck, and they're not talking to each other. Yeah. They're just scrolling through Facebook. Or and then there'll be doing. a picture of the food. Yeah, yeah. A picture of the food. So there's no inter there's no there's no intellect there. There's no conversation yeah. going on. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I think um, it's a challenge for a lot of people not being able to hold a conversation. And that's what it is. It's you, people are becoming today where they can't talk to others because yeah. they're so reliant on on the phones. It's like my mates. I've got mates, right, who would never approach a woman in a club or a bar or anything yeah. to chat her up or whatever. Yeah, just inbox her on Facebook. But you or don't even Instagram. have to now. I talk to him about it all the time. You just got this Tinder shit, and well, you got all that. It's the best thing for single men and women in the world. It's unbelievable. Isn't it? I when I met my wife, I was sixteen. She was 14, which is insane. Same as us, I'm really. 40, 15, I'm 40 years old. 16. Really? It's crazy. Everyone think, they like they thought I was like 32 when she was 14, but that wasn't the case. And I had to talk to her in a bar. I had to go over and talk to her at a party. What was she doing in a bar at 14 and you 16? South Shields, bro. South Shields. Yeah. <laughs> South Shields, you do what you want. <laughs> I was working in the bar as a glass collector. You guys might know, you might not know this song. There's a song called The Gang Bang. We're having a gang bang. Basically, I got paid for pretending to hunt birds on a stage. And my future wife was in that bar, 14 years old. But I had to talk to her. And guys don't know how to do that now. Well, my mates now, I think it's a rejection thing as well, isn't it? Because if you go speak to a girl in a bar now or whatever, you might get rejected. Because years ago, it'd be like, oh, try 20, you might get one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One might be drunk enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You've heard the old time and say, and you're going to say, I'll approach 50 women in a bar. One of them's going to say yes. Anyway, today it's like I'm not getting rejected. Nah, but crazy. if you go on Instagram or Facebook or whatever they've got, yeah. text them if they're interested. Yeah. They'll text back, and if they're not, yeah. you know, there's no, there's yeah. no letdown. And I there. think, you know, Tyson, I think we talk about anxiety. I think a lot of people suffer from this social anxiety simply because they don't know how to talk to people because of the phone. Because of the phone. Yeah. So, so all these people now, Tyson said this about the Instagram and all that. Yeah. yeah but. Although it's a great thing because it keeps people connected, like Facebook, yeah. Instagram, Twitter, all these accounts. Yeah. Stuck the accounts, things that I've, most of them I don't have any of. Yeah. There's so many now, isn't there? Snapchats, TikToks, don't have any yeah. of that. Um, it's good because it keeps people connected yeah. and you can see what everyone's doing from where they are. Yes. But it also, it also it creates a lot of envy. A lot of envy, it a lot of jealousy. Fear, fear of missing out. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, I'm living my best life. This is me, this is how I live. <laughs> living on a white sandy brinch, drinking a thing. But it's not real, is it? It's pretend, isn't it? Yeah, it is. No one puts a picture of themselves having a shit, do they? Or, no. <laughs> or having a shave, you know what I mean? You know my yeah, favourite one? I'm just having a shave today. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Dude, my favourite ones is when I'm just here, like, I've got me nine to five job five days a week, yeah. which is quite boring, actually. But, yeah. you know, on the weekends, I'm going to post my best life. Yeah. 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 So, my favourite ones are when people pretend that, so they're looking out at the sea and they pretend that they don't know that the other person's taking the photo. Those are by far my, I'm like, really? Or oh, they pretend they're asleep. How do you get a photo of yourself fucking sleeping? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. there's some crazy shit. So there is some there. crazy shit, and it does cause social anxiety. 100%. And it does, it, it is killing people's social skills mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. like I say the art of chatting up now I'm mm-hmm. lucky I've been married for 25 years <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do but <laughs> yeah it's like you know all this going online and all that oh don't speak to them in real life it's yeah. like, don't approach anybody it's mad isn't it do you know what I've got friends right who say right you can't speak to women in bars clubs and restaurants and things because you might be done for social harassment and yeah. all that type of thing it's mad. Like, what? dude it's mad isn't it? and do you know I think that this is also linked to boxing. This is probably why there's not many. There's not that many characters now, is there? That's why you stand out so much as well. Because why there's no many characters in boxing is because the sanctioning bodies are clamping down. They don't want characters. They don't want mavericks. They don't want people like me yeah. because they want. They keep kicking you your fines and stuff all the yeah, time. Don't yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't act like that. Yeah. Act like this. Fine, 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 fine. So yeah. if you keep doing stuff and you're getting fined all the time, you hit them in the pocket. They stop, don't they? So yeah, so yeah. it's uh, I say be a maverick, be yourself, and let the true you shine. Dude, I love it, and what an amazing way to end the podcast, Mister Tyson Fury. Thank, thank you so you much for your time, my friend. Thank if you. anybody needs any social skills, <laughs> Tyson's got a course running. It starts, at, I think, December the nineteenth. He said, <laughs> "What not to do?" <laughs> I love it. Mate, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate thank you. that. Brilliant. Did we get through all your questions you wanted? It was it. It was amazing. Huh?